everybody welcome back to budding business uh episode five the new season of me and michael michael is unfortunately not here today he's feeling a little bit under the weather so we wish him the best in this recovery and for today i'm going to take over the intro we have a very special guest today he's a former tigers inc member he's done great leadership work uh in loveland as well as tigers inc and this podcast looks at soft skills that allow businesses but more importantly passions to flourish and this former Tigers Inc. member displays skills like initiative and drive so well in order to continue fueling his passion. And because of this, he is now the cross-country manager of one of the most prestigious cross-country and track schools in the country. He is Kyle Becker. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bunning Business. Uh, this is episode five, I believe, of a new season with me and Michael. And we had, our guests are both virtual today. Actually, my co-host, Michael Tukoski, uh, is also it's also virtual today, but uh, we have a very special guest, a uh, guy who has really helped the Tigers Inc. develop uh, as an organization, and we're very excited to have him on today, uh, Mr. Kyle Becker. Kyle, how are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Excited to be back involved with Tigers Inc. Exciting times. All right, man. All right, so we're just going to get uh, kind of right into this. Um, can you actually, can you... Uh, like introduce like what you did at Tigers Inc and your kind of affiliation with Tigers Inc before you went off to, to college and all that. Okay, so my name's Kyle Becker. I just graduated this past spring and I was actually a member of Tigers Inc for two full years. I interviewed my sophomore year at the middle of my sophomore year, came into the program my junior year, came in, joined the wealth management team and was part of a group of three last year that really worked on wealth management and worked to build the portfolio, build wealth management, build some guidelines, because coming into that, that was Tiger's Inc's second year, um, it, having its inception the year before that. So we were still really developing the program at that time. So I came in, and a lot of what we were doing that first year was building our portfolio, building our guidelines, and I was really just a member. And then I came in my senior year and kind of took over a leadership role of the wealth management cohort, and I feel like really was able to help grow Tiger's Inc. as a brand last year and really grow our wealth management to a point to what it is today. All right. Um, yeah, Mr. Renan, he talked about that with us before, uh, like how you, you really developed between, you know, junior and senior year as a, as a leader. Can you kind of describe? You even, sorry, sorry, Chase, you even yeah. mentioned that you, you came in, I think it's good to mention you came into our class. I think that was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, you told our, you told our whole class your story and you kind of mentioned this too, how you, you gradually changed, but it was a it was a very big change from the start of the start of high school to kind of the end. So yeah, Chase, sorry to cut you off, but you can keep going there. No, no, no I, it, it's totally fine because we're kind we're kind of the virtual vibes. I'm not really feeling it right now, but uh, yeah. uh, but still, kind of yeah, exactly what Michael was saying. Like, what kind of facilitated that change, like in the senior year? Yeah, so when I was younger, especially early on in high school, I was pretty awkward. I was a little bit quieter. Socially, I've kind of grown to become more friends, but especially in a professional environment and an environment like Tiger's Inc., I was pretty awkward. I was nervous. I was pretty overwhelmed when I first came in. Public speaking was not my forte. I wasn't exactly being able to give great speeches at the start. I was nervous talking to guest speakers, to different professionals we work with, and doing the work we were doing. I was pretty hesitant about it. 
But gradually through junior year, I really started to make an active effort to work on that. And by the end of junior year, I knew my senior year, I wanted to be on that. So I really forced myself to get out of my comfort zone, forced myself to learn how to public speak, how to work with people, how to really develop the program as a whole, because I knew if I wanted to be a leader in this program, I couldn't just be in this comfort zone and be in a shell of myself. I really wanted to bust out of that. So that's really what led to me my senior year. I was able to kind of take that leadership role, really start to um, take the wealth management cohort and try to work with people, try and work with different professionals and open up a lot of new doors. And it's really made me a much, much happier person because I don't feel like I'm just in that shell anymore. I don't feel as like awkward or uncomfortable when I'm talking to people. And really in that past, past let's say year and a half, it's really opened me up to um, professionally, socially, athletically. It's really opened a lot of new doors and it's gotten me out of that comfort zone that I was in for many, many years. All right, yeah, so um, taking a switch here from sort of like Tigers Inc. to like your cross country and track experience, that was a, a big part of your uh, your high school career and it still is a big part of your life right now. So kind of talk about um, what, what you contributed to the cross country and track team and kind of what that was like in the start of your high school year transitioning to the end. Yeah. So when I came in, I really, I was not a very good runner. I was pretty towards the back. I didn't, I came into the sport. My dad had always run marathons. I'd always been around running, but I never really knew if I had a passion for it. And then gradually when I was younger in high school, I discovered how much I loved it, how much I loved just the idea of being able to work towards something. So I really started to put some time into it my sophomore, junior year. I got I got better, and even though I wasn't necessarily a star like some of the people that were in Tigers Inc. last year and some of the people that were on my team, I was able to contribute to the team, was able to serve as a captain my senior year, and it really made me discover how passionate I was about the sport. Even if I didn't necessarily have that talent that came through right away when I was in high school, wasn't necessarily when state national titles, I was – I really fell in love with the sport part, though, and I really took a liking to it. I was became like how people are with fantasy football. I was with running. I was obsessed with it, looking at all the stats, looking at runners, watching as many races as I could, studying training plans. Like I was just obsessed with it, and I was able to kind of mentor some of the younger members on the team in that way, and it really made me discover how much I like coaching and how much I like the sport and being involved in that sport in many different ways beyond just an athlete which has really led to what I'm doing now. Yeah. So, and kind of continuing on the topic of like cross country, running, all that stuff, you talked about when you, when you spoke with uh, our entire Tigers in class, you talked about how you brought in uh, Ms. Simpson Bush, the CEO of Pigworks. You talked about how she was uh, a huge part in you kind of continuing your, your running um, passion. And so what, what, first of all, what made you want to, to bring her in? You know, you talked, you talked about that a little bit, but kind of expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Ms. Simpson Bush is the CEO of Pigworks, which puts on the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati. So one of the biggest marathons in the U.S. My dad had run it for about 18 years and I really had become really involved in the event, not necessarily working, but I just loved it every year in May. It was a great weekend to be out there. So I thought, why not try and bring in the CEO? Because uh, it's a sm- not necessarily a massive staff of an organization, and I figured it would be a great learning experience because there are 501c3 like to think. So it was, and it also combined my passion for running. So I was like, this would be a great guest speaker. So I brought her in, uh, or 
I think it was like last January, late January, brought her in. And she was very kind. She responded to my email right away, and she said she could come in. So she came in. I think we kind of impressed her a little bit, kind of told her a little bit about Tiger's Inc., and we were able to set up some follow-up meetings that spring, kind of just bouncing some ideas off our organization with event planning for like weeks like back our business week last year. And she really was able to give us some advice, and I think it kind of left an impression on her because that's really what you're trying to do when you're building these connections is you want to leave an impression on people. Okay. Yeah. So um, you mentioned in, when you came in and talked to all of us that that eventually led to uh, an internship, right? Yeah. So actually, it was later that later that spring in May. I was at the Flying Pig game watching my dad race, and we were after, we were um, hanging out with my dad after the race, kind of in a little mixture party they have at the finish. And I saw Iris, and I said. And I was talking to my dad, so I said, why not ask her about an internship? It doesn't hurt. So I reintroduced myself. She remembered me, and she said, that would be great. They said that they were looking for someone for June, for that June, that come in and kind of help out. They needed Typically, they had interns through the spring, but they needed one extra intern for June because they put on a couple smaller races in the summer. So I said, I'd be happy to do that. I was thrilled. And kind of had a few more follow-up meetings and within a few couple weeks I was able to get on a phone interview with one of the staff members at the time who was responsible for hiring it, interns and that interview I was I was ready for it I was preparing for that I knew I knew exactly what I wanted to say when she asked me one question which is why why would you be a good fit here I talked for probably 10 minutes talked her ear off about running Tiger Zinc why I wanted to pursue this career why I wanted to pursue this internship why I would be a good fit, and a couple days later, she, I was able to come in and meet with her and got the internship. Yeah, and then, nice. and uh, you talked about that, and you, you also talked about how you know you just said you're only through, you're only supposed to be uh, through the month of June, right? But you you talked to some, I think it was was it like a conference kind of with these like CEOs and these like executives yeah. of Pigworks? Is that what it was? Yeah. So when they initially um, brought me on. I was supposed to be an intern for the month of June. I think when she gave me the dates of when I was supposed to work, it was really only like two and a half weeks. I wasn't, I was eight, I was 18 at the time, which was pretty young for when they usually hire interns. Typically they're juniors in college is what they usually target for. And even when I came in, a lot of them thought I was related to the CEO because I knew her, even though obviously I was not. So I really wasn't, they weren't, none of the staff was really had super high expectations for me sticking around, for me putting in a lot of work. So I kind of knew that, and that was in the back of my mind. So then the first week I'm there, they tell, we have this weekly staff meeting. It's kind of a round table. Everyone goes around and talks and says what they need, any ideas they have. And they said that I could speak in it, but they said that I kind of heard that, like, interns don't typically speak. They don't typically have many ideas. They don't voice their, voice their opinion too much, and I was just like, and showing it, but it. Oh boy! So they were going around, and this was my first week. They weren't. They were kind of breezing around, and they kind of weren't really expecting me to say much. They weren't expecting me to have any grand ideas or anything. But before that, I was taking notes on ideas on what I thought could improve the organization, whether they worked or not. I thought. This is, these are different ways that we could help, different ways that we could streamline things. So when they came around to me, 
I said, I actually have a few ideas and I was able to speak for close to 10 minutes. And by the end of it, they were all, you could tell they were pretty surprised. And I think it really made that impression that I was here for real. And I wasn't just some 18 year old kid here to goof around and put a line on my resume. Like I showed the initiative that I wanted to stay and that I wanted to contribute to this organization and that I had something to offer. And that's really what you're targeting when you're getting into these internships. Yeah. So I do want to move on to um, like Florida State, how you're there now. But before we do that, um, I, I want to ask, like, you talked about initiative. What other traits do you think those executives in that meeting saw in you as an intern that made them want to keep you on the team? No, I think obviously I would say initiative is the most important because no one wants to just sit around, have a bunch of employees that are waiting what to be told. But it's also that I wasn't afraid to be a part of something. I wasn't afraid to contribute because just because I'm young, just because I might I might be a little underqualified compared to a lot of the other people applying to these positions, doesn't mean I don't have something to offer. It doesn't mean I'm afraid to voice my opinion. And as well, it shows that I cared because you want to show your passion about whatever you're doing, and people are going to respect that. And that comes back to that initiative thing. If you, if you go after something, people are going to respect that. You want to be aggressive when you go after whatever it is you're passionate about because you're naturally going to do better work when you're going towards it rather than waiting for it to come to you. And I think another small thing to think about is I was asking questions because if you're open, if you open your mind up to learn and when you're in these lower level positions, you're going you're gonna to get more from them and you're going to be able to contribute more. So you really want to be able to target and ask questions and ask things of them. It shows you care and it shows you're there to learn and you're going to get more out of it. And the people you're working for are going to respect that and they're going to get more out of it. Yeah. And I mean, you just talked about how you just kind of, and you continued that passion throughout the entire summer, kind of carried it with you through pig works and carried it with you now through college. Um, was there like, any time where you you were hesitant about where you wanted to go to college before you made because now if for anybody who doesn't know Kyle is goes to Florida State but before you made that decision was there any like hesitancy about where you wanted to go? Oh, absolutely! If you told me a year ago today I'd be going to Florida State, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew I wanted to go out of state. I wanted to get a different type of experience, and I had I applied to ten different schools, and it was really just seeing which ones I thought could provide me the most opportunity. And I really, it ended up coming down. I didn't even accept my mission till April. I, I wasn't even able to visit till the end of March. And it just came down. I thought Florida State felt right, and it felt like the best opportunity. Because you can make, from whether it's the best program in the country or the worst program in the country, if you apply yourself, you'll get something out of that in your it's where you you feel like you can apply yourself and go after the most opportunity that you're going to get the most out of that school. Yeah. So, um, going further with Florida State, um, you're not a runner on their uh, cross country team, right? No. But you you created your own position that's centered around that passion of running. So, could you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah. So when I was so. I knew I wanted to work with the team here. I knew I, I that was part. Of, that was actually part of the re reason that I ended up deciding on Florida State because I thought this would be doable here with the team they have and the structure of the program they have. So around the end of the summer, I messaged one of the guys on the team that is from Ohio that we kind of ran against. 
he kind of we kind of knew of each other. We didn't actually know each other, and asked him for the coach's email. He gave it to me, and I emailed the coach asking if I could be a manager. Asking, told him I would basically do any form of work they needed. I would happy to work for free. I just wanted to be involved in the program. He told me they didn't have managers, and that, but that he'd forward it to the operations director, and I could be come in as I could possibly come in as a some sort of intern or assistant for the operations director. So then the operations director emailed me back, and he said. You can come in, you can be an operations intern, we'll meet and make sure this is a good fit, make sure this is something you want to do. And you'll basically work as my assistant as well as an intern to the program, learning. And for those of you who don't know, operations are essentially the logistics of planning the entire program, keeping the program afloat, making sure travel, practices, meets, all that goes well, making sure everything's taken care of. So I said, absolutely. Came in for a quick interview with him. Talk, talk to Zeroff yet again about how passionate I was about the sport and how I would essentially do anything, and I'm happy to work for free. And then I came in two days later and started working, and we didn't set any hours. He said, just come in as needed. He was like, if you're overwhelmed with classes, you don't have any obligation to, to necessarily work a lot. He, I don't think he really expects me to work more than once or twice a week at the most. And I just started coming in every single day. I came in every day I could. I was doing. I was asking him for work. I wasn't just sitting there waiting for him to give me work because a lot of these staff members are very, very busy throughout the day working at a program like this. And I was able to start meeting, making some connections with people that I looked up to throughout high school and really in the sport. And I was even able to start driving out and meeting, running with some of the guys on their off days because I was still, I'm still trained on my own. And it really started to build connections and build some reliability. And I just kept going. I, I wasn't afraid to do anything. I wasn't. I told him I would do anything. I was doing everything from shredding documents to organizing storage closets to um, moving equipment to whatever he needed. And then eventually they started trusting me more and more. And it really started to build a connection with them. That they said after about a month that they wanted to promote me to manager because. They wanted me to be able to do some more meaningful work, be involved in the program. They knew I wanted to learn a little bit more about coaching, and now I was able to drive vans and run with the team every day and contribute both on an operations and a coaching perspective, learning and working for them. And, and yeah, that's the position I am in now. I've been in it for about a month now, and I absolutely love it. I'm able to work with these athletes and coaches I dreamed of working with, doing work that's meaningful to me that has really helped me develop my passion of running. I've learned more in the last two months than I ever could have imagined. And it's opened so many new doors for me. Yeah. And, and Florida state, I mean, for those of you who don't know, is just, is such a prestigious school when it comes to, to, to running and track, correct? So it's, it's even a bigger deal that you're, that you're the manager at a school like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's one of I mean it's one of the best programs in the country. They finished fourth place in the country in NCAA this past spring in track, and it's really an honor to be a part of the program. And again, two months ago they told me they didn't have managers. They never had them. They didn't really have a need for them. And now I'm sitting here as the manager of Florida State cross country track team. And sometimes it feels a little unreal because it's moved so quickly in the past couple months. But I've just taken it all in. It just, again, shows don't take no for an answer. Just keep being persistent about what you're passionate about because I didn't, I'm not necessarily taking the traditional route of maybe going to a D2 or D3 and running and then trying to coach up from there. 
I'm kind of trying to trying to blaze my own path a little bit. I'm trying to do it a different way, but a way that I think opens up my passions and it is allows me to work in my passion in a in a different way than what I could if I took the normal route. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. I mean, I think your story is really really cool. Uh, the, there's so much like initiative. I think that's so important to point out. We've been pointing out the the whole time this whole episode. Um, and I have a lot of respect that you're able to just kind of create your own position like that. Not only that, but you're running with the team. Like I, I, I did cross country for a while. I hated it, but I mean that's great that that's your passion. I think that's it's really great. And um, yeah, I mean I, it, it's really cool you've been, been able to do it at Florida State. Yeah, it's been a blast. I absolutely love it down here. Also, if anyone's applying to schools, apply to Florida State. I'm telling you, you'll love it. Got to shout out my university a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you have any, like, like you talked about, like, in the future, like, how you're trying to, like, blaze your own path. Can you kind of, like, go into, like, kind of, I mean, obviously specifics aren't set because we are talking about a kind of a distant future here, but. I mean, yeah, so absolutely my end goal would be to, be a coach at the professional level, coach my own team, or manage a professional team, or even serve on a board of directors, say for USATF or World Athletics, something like that. But that's obviously down the road. You just got to go one step at a time. I mean, six, six months ago, I was sitting in my in class in high school with absolutely nothing on my resume that spoke to being able to work in the distance run industry, and now I'm sitting here at Florida State. So. Like I said, the future can hold a lot of things, and it's going to be a lot of getting turned down, but it's also going to be finding, finding where can I be of value, where can I find new opportunity. And I'm already even working on that for the future, such as next summer and the future, and just trying to continue to build that resume, continue to build my credibility, and continue to build those connections. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about, I mean, this is a budding business. This is a business podcast, and we talk about how, you're trying to trying to develop those soft skills. That's that's like the bio that we have on our podcast, and the 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 initiative and the the drive to search for opportunities. Those are two of the biggest soft skills I think you need to succeed in not just the business world, but just the real world in general. So, Kyle, uh, I think unless Michael has another question he wants to ask you, I think that's all we have for you today, Michael. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I mean, that was that was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we we I mean, a little virtual virtual speed bump uh, in our way a yeah, little it's bit. Not, it's not it's not the best, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. We're, I'm not complaining. Yeah. But uh, again, Kyle, uh, I want to thank you for for taking time out of your day. I mean, you said you're missing a class uh, to to come on here, but I I mean, I want to take four more minutes. But it's all right. I'm happy to happy to come here. You guys are killing it right now. It's a lot of fun. All right, man. Hey, we appreciate we appreciate it again. Uh, thank you, guys. That is episode five of Budding Business in the books. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Budding Business episode five in the books. Uh, I was homesick, and Kyle was obviously off at Florida State, so it's never ideal when we have to do an interview over Zoom. But nonetheless, Kyle gave us some great information, and I just want to point out one of the things that he mentioned over and over which was taking initiative and putting yourself out there. At the end of high school, Kyle started to put himself out there a lot more. That led to an internship that he loved and thrived in. And when he kept that same mindset going into college, he was able to create uh, a brand new position for himself as manager of the Florida State cross-country and track team.
and that allowed him to keep his passion of running. So uh, if there's anything you can take away from that, it's just to not be afraid of rejection. I think if, if you're afraid of rejection, then you could be missing out on a lot of opportunities if you're not really putting yourself out there. So uh, other than that, it was, that was a terrific interview with Kyle. And uh, the other thing I just want to point out is that this is a Tigers Inc. production. And I don't think we've really talked about that too much. So I kind of want to uh, talk about what Tigers Inc. has been up to since it's the start of the second quarter at Loveland. So starting with our wealth management cohort, we just had our golf outing, our mentorship uh, golf outing, which was a great success. We received a lot of donations from that. So um, our wealth management team is sorting through all those donations. Um we're currently working on a newsletter for Tigers Inc. that is a lot like what I'm doing right now. It's showcasing uh, all the projects that we're working on at the moment. Uh, our marketing team working with Lemons and Limes Boutique, they are continuing to boost their social media. And uh, you can uh, follow lemons and limes on instagram at shop lemons and limes and you can even find them on tiktok at lemons and limes boutique so uh check those out uh community outreach our cohort for that is working on two different projects right now they are working to implement a frisbee golf course in one of our local parks in loveland and they're also working to redesign the walkway up to tiger stadium so i will continue to update you guys uh, when more comes out with that um, our marketing team working with RP Diamond Printing and Embroidery, they have a, a pop-up shop that's happening at Loveland High School on October 26th. That'll happen during lunch for students. And then uh, if you want to come back, if you're not a student, then you can come back and uh, uh, check out their booth later that night still at the high school. Um, then our marketing team with Vibe, they are uh, still working with uh, their Instagram, shout out at Vibe Fitness Loveland. Uh, they're continuing their weekly interview series, and uh, they already have three of them up, actually four as of today. And um, so that's just go check those out. And then finally, we have our marketing team with Ali Boutique. They are um, working on a Bond with Mom event. So pretty much what what that is, it's it's happening October 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. And it's just an opportunity for um, uh, moms and their daughters to shop at Alley Boutique and to, to check out their latest items and with fall treats that will be provided by Alley Boutique. So uh, that's, that's coming up again on October 25th from 5 to 8. So that's pretty much everything that Tigers Inc. has been up to so far. And yeah, thank you for listening.